It's Monday, May 9th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. More than 60 people were feared dead Sunday after a Russian bomb flattened a school being used as a shelter, Ukrainian officials said, while Moscow's forces pressed their attacks on defenders inside Mariupol's steel plant in an apparent race to capture the city ahead of Russia's Victory Day holiday. UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez said he was appalled by the reported school bombing Saturday in the eastern village of Bilohorivka and called it another reminder that it is civilians that pay the highest price in war. Authorities said about 90 people were sheltering in the basement. Emergency crews found two bodies and rescued 30 people, but most likely all 60 people who remain under the rubble are now dead. Siri Hadai, governor of Luhansk province, wrote on the Telegram messaging app. Russian shelling also killed two boys in the nearby town of Privilia. Luhansk is part of the Donbass, the industrial heartland in the east that Russia's forces are working to capture. Meanwhile, President Biden convened a roughly hour-long call Sunday with G7 leaders to take stock of the Allies' response to Russian President Vladimir Putin's war against Ukraine. The administration announced new sanctions targeting Russian state-controlled media and banking executives, a ban on Americans providing accounting and management consulting services, and new export controls targeting the country's industrial sector. The package will seek to clamp down on advertising dollars flowing into three Russian television stations, bar U.S. consulting firms from providing services to Russian companies seeking to evade sanctions, and limit Russia's access to industrial engines, motors, and bulldozers. It also targets more than 2,600 Russian and Belarusian military, including personnel involved in alleged war crimes in Bukha. The U.S. and its European allies have imposed a widening array of economic penalties on Russia in punishment for its invasion of Ukraine. Back in the U.S., the dry summer heat of northeastern New Mexico is still weeks away, but the area is already being threatened by the nation's largest wildfire, a 176,000-acre blaze that has destroyed 172 homes and prompted evacuation orders for nearly 16,000 households. Weeks of high winds and gusts approaching 75 miles an hour are turning fires that might otherwise be manageable into fast-spreading infernos. The Calf Canyon Hermit's Peak Fire, burning in the parched pine forests and mountainsides just outside Las Vegas, New Mexico, is one of several wildfires in the region that have researchers and officials worried well before summer, typically the height of fire season in the southwest. This weekend, fire crews braced for a potentially historic stretch of days with more extreme winds and dry conditions expected to make fire conditions even worse. In other news, the Biden administration announced today that 20 internet companies have agreed to provide discounted services to low-income Americans, a program that could effectively make tens of millions of households eligible for free service through an already existing federal subsidy. The $1 trillion infrastructure package passed by Congress last year included $14 billion funding for the Affordable Connectivity Program, which provides $30 monthly subsidies on Internet service for millions of lower-income households. With the new commitment from the Internet providers, some 48 million households will be eligible for the $30 monthly plans for 100 megabits per second, or higher-speed service, making Internet service fully paid for with the government subsidy if they sign up with one of the providers participating in the program. 
And Americans can earn guaranteed 4% interest when the IRS is sitting on your tax refund. That 4% rate for individuals took effect in April, up a percentage point from the prior quarter. The rate for large corporate refunds is 1.5%. Generally, the IRS has 45 days to process a tax return and pay a refund. After that, interest starts accruing in amounts tied to federal short-term interest rates and adjusted each quarter. Those interest payments have real costs for the public. In fiscal year 2021, the IRS paid $3.3 billion in interest to tax filers, more than triple what it paid in 2015. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com.